You know, what I really, really love about my job is that I have an opportunity to work for something that's bigger than myself. I, I, ha I have an opportunity to work for something that is uh, a larger uh, public good. We're here today in Grand Teton National Park with Superintendent Chip Jenkins, who has been in his role here since the end of 2020. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, essentially January 2021. Jan okay. Great. Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing your time with me today and, and letting me do this interview. Sure. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah. Uh, well, I first just wanted to ask about how brutal of a winter it's been. And I, you know, it's mid-March. Spring should be coming up, but we're in Wyoming, so we probably won't see uh, the grass until uh, June. Um, and so I just wanted to touch on that first. Have there been any weather-related obstacles that you all have dealt with in the last few months, or has it has visitation really just slowed down more than usual and operations slowed down because of that? Yeah, I, I mean, it's been, yeah, it's been a weather, you know, quite the weather winter. winter. And I think that uh, it depends on your perspective. On the one hand, it's been a banner ski year. Uh, mm -hmm. And people have been out and uh, enjoying uh, whether it's skiing deep in the backcountry or uh, cross-country skiing. But, yep, we've had... Uh, uh, just like everybody in Wyoming, we've had a variety of, you know, consequences from the weather. We've had uh, uh, more than our usual number of road closures and uh, weather-related events. But, uh, you know, actually it's been, you know, it's been a pretty good win. It's been a pretty good winter for mm -hmm. us. So, and, uh, and our crew's pretty adaptable. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, and so now for those who don't work within the park service or who haven't ever met a superintendent of a national park, um, can you just tell us what it's like to actually be the superintendent of the park? I think when you spoke to the class of 2023 in August, I believe, of this year, you told them it was sort of like being the mayor of a town. Um, so maybe you can just touch on what it's like to be the superintendent and, and what your day-to-day -day looks like. Sure. It's so. Uh, Grand Teton National Park, it is, uh, it is like a municipality, it is like a town or it's like a county. Um, uh, and by that I mean um, we're responsible for uh, everything within the boundary of the park. So that is, I have, uh, I have 26, 27 law enforcement rangers, we run three ambulances, uh, we have two structural fire brigades, we run an interagency dispatch center. Um, we will have, during the summer months, we'll have 35 to 40 paid rangers who are out on the ground whose job it is is to be able to provide information and um, orientation to people. Uh, the reason that you're able to get to the Jackson Hole Airport uh, in the winter is because our roads crew are running snow plows and rotaries in order to keep Highway 89 and the other roads open. Um, and it's not just road maintenance, we're responsible for uh, construction and maintenance. Um, uh, we maintain over 200 housing units that house over 300 employees. Um, we have our own daycare. Uh, uh, we uh, have a, a, a complement, you know, of um, ologists. So whether it's bear biologists or ungulate biologists or water uh, ecologists or uh, uh, vegetation ecologists that are uh, responsible for uh, uh, leading the stewardship and science of the uh, natural and cultural resources. And then, of course, we have all of the back-of-house stuff. So we need to maintain IT systems, radio re repeaters, 
um, uh, uh, you know, numerous co computer systems, um, uh, to social media and websites, uh, finance department, uh, human resources, purchasing, um, auto shops, uh, uh, where, you know, we repair our uh, fleet of vehicles and heavy equipment. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so, a, a, you know, a, um, kind of, a, you know, a full range of welcoming uh, millions of people to come here, um, as well as uh, caring for the natural and human-built uh, uh, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And so what, as far as your day-to-day -day goes, like that's a lot of people and a lot of different uh, of areas of the park. And so you must not be managing all of those groups at once. Like right. what, as far as your responsibilities go, you know, what are the top priorities for you? Right. Well, we have, uh, you know, we have a, a, we have a senior leadership team, um, you know, comprised of, uh, um, uh, uh, five division chiefs with a, a chief of staff, uh, deputy superintendent, and myself. And, um, you know, I think at the core of it, of what, um, what my job is, is to um, understand uh, what our frontline employees and what our supervisors need in order to be successful. And then work um, to um, uh, work to try to provide that for them. Mm -hmm. So thinking about as a as a leader, what is it that we need uh, to uh, or, or what we need to provide to our folks? Um, uh, uh, one of the things that we need to do is to it, it, it is to recognize that we work on different scales. Uh, we work on different time scales. We work on different scope scales. Um, so so for example, our emergency services personnel, our law enforcement rangers, our park medics they literally make split-second decisions that can be life or death about rendering aid. Um, uh, and we need to make sure that we, that we are providing them, that we are supporting them with the um, uh, tools, with the systems, with the training in order to be able to uh, uh, work um, on those scales. Uh, at the same time, in the same day, we'll be working with uh, planners and facility management maintenance folks as we are uh, planning a new visitor center or planning new housing, uh, 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 working on a, a parking lot. Um, by definition, th those things will be on the landscape for 50, 70 years. So th that is an entirely different um, sense of scale, uh, time scale and scope scale. And, um, and we need to be adaptable to be able to, to move back and forth and be able to work on those scales. Um, so, you know, I think one of the ways that I, I think about this is I, I work on this fiscal year, I work on next fiscal year, I work on a rolling five-year plan, um, and then we work on a, a longer time scale. We are, by definition, in the Park Service, the in, in perpetuity business, so we're, we're thinking 10, 15, 50 years out into the future. Um, and, uh, and developing the skills and develop, being comfortable in terms of being able to work at multiple scales simultaneously, while also at the, at, at the same time having the ability to um, communicate and help inform and educate and uh, help all of our employees understand that different parts of the organization are working at different scales at the same time, and that that's not a problem, but that's actually a condition that we work in and it's appropriate and that we should respect and support that with each other. Mm -hmm. And so with those different multiple teams and in different areas, you know, like you described from 
park rangers to waste management systems, like there's so many different groups. How have you been able to maintain your leadership approach as your responsibilities and demands on your time have grown? Right. So I think, you know, I, I think it's important for people to understand, uh, you know, at least for me as I'm a work in progress, right? So uh, what, um, how I show up as a leader is different now than when I was 30, 40 or 50 years old, right? I've, I've learned over time and I've adapted and changed um, based upon what I've learned. Um, again, what I'd say is, is that what I, you know, what, what I'm, what I am focused on is trying to understand what people need to be successful. And then what I need to do is I need to take that and I need to line that up with what are uh, two really important things. What's our organization's mission and what's our organization's value. And, um, you know, what people say they may need, um, if that aligns with our um, mission and it aligns with our values, uh, uh, and uh, aligns with our uh, strategic priorities, then I work to try to uh, provide those. Um, if, if what people say that they need, then I try to work with them to either adjust what it is that they think that they need or, um, or, or uh, you know, or I need to say no. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and so I'll, you know, I'll give an example, right, is um, our, our mission here is to uh, preserve and protect unimpaired um, this place so that people today and future generations can come and uh, enjoy this, enjoy what is here, uh, the wildlife, the scenery, the opportunities for recreation. Um, you know, by way of example is, is that if we have, uh, if we have an employee, uh, an employee who may um, behave, their, behave in a way that is, um, gets work done, but, but creates a hostile workplace, um, that may align with our mission because they get work done, but it doesn't align with our values. That's not the way that that's not uh, aligned with how we uh, want to do our uh, want to do our work. Mm -hmm. So then, what my job is is to you know be able to help try to um, set up the situation to be able to coach and mentor people to come in into alignment um, with deciding you know with our values, or for them to recognize that this is not the place um, mm -hmm. that they may need to be working. Right, mm -hmm. and um, and so you know, employee people who work here have many different needs. Right, some people you know it's based upon compensation. Some places, some it's based upon internal reward system. Um, uh, some it's uh, uh, the needs that we have are you know around um, funding or equipment or 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 training. And so there's kind of this um, constant work with our leadership team in terms of uh, trying to understand what it is that folks need and do they align with our mission and our values mm -hmm. and then uh, trying to calibrate that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I know I'm sort of switching gears back and Fine. forth here, but um, you got a little emotional when I asked you about, yeah, you know, what you love about your job. Mm -hmm. And I think that's incredible to see from someone who's in a position of leadership and, um, at a at a park like this and so can you just tell us about your journey your history get to getting here i think you maybe have been the superintendent for a, a couple other parks mm -hmm. and so maybe your journey through the national park system um, because it sounds like you really do love it it wasn't just like it didn't just happen and you just sort of fell in maybe you did yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know i think uh yeah there was not you know, there was not a roadmap and in many respects i feel like it did just happen and that i was just have been um 
uh, incredibly blessed and uh, you know fortunate. I in in uh, uh, college my senior year I. Uh, was able to get a, a seasonal uh, ranger job at North Cascades National Park. Um, so uh, started that, worked seasonally um, for, uh, uh, for a couple of years, um, uh, worked in uh, longer-term uh, temporary jobs with the Park Service uh, um, main planning and design office uh, in Denver, uh, Colorado, uh, where um, I had gone on perm permanently as a secretary and then um, uh, uh, was able to go back out to a parks um, working primarily in the natural resources fields, um, uh, Santa Monica Mountains and uh, Black Canyon of the Gunnison. And then I got a big break, which is I had an opportunity to work as a special assistant for a director of the National Park Service in DC, mm -hmm. um, where I wound up uh, 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 being for, for a year. Um, after that, I went to Yosemite National Park, uh, where I was um, uh, worked as a management assistant and chief of strategic planning for the park, and uh, was there for a number of years, eight years, and I just learned a lot because it was a super complex uh, operation there. And then my first superintendency is a, uh, from there was uh, Lewis and Clark National Park, and right at where the Columbia River runs into the Pacific Ocean on the border of Oregon and Washington. And, um, superintendent of North Cascades National Park, uh, deputy regional director where I was responsible for the, all the National Park Service units in the Pacific Northwest. Um, uh, a year as the acting superintendent in Yosemite, uh, superintendent at Mount Rainier previously, and now I'm here at, at Grand Teton. Mm -hmm. So yeah, close to 35 years, um, more than half of that time has been spent in a superintendent job. So. What do you love about your job? Oh. Uh, Wow, there's look out the yeah. <laughs> look out the window. <laughs> the, you know, spectacular view of the of the Tetons from my office here is um, you know what I really really love about my job is that I have an opportunity to work for something that's bigger than myself. I I, ha I have an opportunity to work for something that is uh, a larger uh, public good. Mm -hmm. um, that really uh, uh, feeds my internal reward system. You can see it kind of gets you know um, it, it means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And since you are relatively new um, to Wyoming, what have you found to be unique about working in Wyoming in both inspiring and challenging ways? Yeah, yeah I think, you know, uh, uh, great saying in this state, right? Uh, Wyoming is a small town with really long streets. And it is, um, you know, with the small population that is here, it is really true. People know each other. I mean, their folks are um, interconnected in so many different ways, whether it's, you know, uh, work or, uh, uh, or family um, or uh, uh, through schools or through civic organizations. And so there is this, um, there is this um, uh, connection all, all across the state that people have, which is really, um, which is, you know, really fun and really, uh, you know, really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's uh, awe-inspiring in terms of the landscape. You know, just the the uh, whether it's the mountains or the rivers or just the you know the magnificent um, wildlife that is so all of which is so readily um, uh, accessible. Mm -hmm. um, I think the uh, civic-mindedness, the um, the uh, the the way that um, 
the way that average citizens and that leaders come together to be able to try to uh, help each other out um, in communities around uh, um, opportunities and problems is really uh, is really really inspiring. Um, you know, all of that is really uh, uh, all of that is really amazing, and I think um, different than many other places that I've lived uh, around the country. Um, you know, one thing that's kind of, one thing that is just kind of interesting is. Um, uh, because it's like a small town, is there's no anonymity, um, and, uh, and 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 I think it's a, a you know something that I really keep in mind is um, I happen to wear the title of superintendent of Grand Teton, and that and because of the iconic nature of this place, that title um, carries uh, weight and um, significant and gravitas, and uh, you know and. Uh, there are people who, um, there are people who, uh, it, it is easy to confuse kind of the attention um, that one may get um, because of the title with uh, the attention that one may get uh, because of who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think it's, um, uh, uh, I'm, just, um, I'm just aware of, um, you know, I'm just aware of that, uh, uh, there's an important leadership role that I play. There's also a really important kind of um, symbolic uh, role, Public, yeah. yeah, that I uh, yeah. need to serve, right? Yeah. And and um, uh, and and I'm just aware of kind of um, of uh, what's the what's the symbolism and what's the what you know what's the real person. Mm -hmm. So right? yeah, that's so interesting. It's sort of a that like anonymity is sort of a double-edged sword because your example of the inspiring and, and both the challenging are sort of similar in that like we are, Wyoming is like a small town that, you know, you kind of, you, you know, you can't hide from, right. from that, uh, from your title, but in the same, on the other side of the sword, it's like people have to, you have to be kind. I mean, I, th I truly think people in Wyoming are just kind people, yeah. um, but I think if there were more people here and it was easier to hide you you don't have to be so nice to everyone or you don't have to be so civil with everyone but when you're living in a place where you know there are so few people it's like that person could be giving you know the person who you're flipping off in the car could be giving you a bank loan next week and so you just never know when you're gonna it's, run into someone you know here right it's uh, it's a pleasure but like you know I it is rare that I go to the grocery store, or rare that you go to the hardware store, or rare that you go out to eat. That you don't run into somebody who you know, you know, or mm -hmm. knows you, right? Mm -hmm. And I can tell you know, being superintendent at Yosemite, being superintendent at Mount Rainier, like walking, you know, walking around town, no, nobody has any idea um, what your uh, title is, mm -hmm. right? And so there's a yeah, and so it just. Um, there is, uh, 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 um, you know, you're just aware in terms of, um, uh, 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 that, you know, that, you, that your neighbors, you know, are, uh, that our lives are intertwined. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 And for a normal citizen like myself, for example, I love that. I love being yeah. able to go to the grocery store or the gym or wherever and see people I know. On my bad days, it's not so fun. Sometimes I just want to go and don't want to talk to anyone. But with a position like yours, I'm sure it must be difficult sometimes. Um, people may be wanting to always talk about 
the park or talk about or bring up issues and it is oh, it is not unusual to be you know it, it is not unusual to be <laughs> uh you know standing in the vegetable section yeah. and uh you know having a conversation about uh something that people care about now now again it's also a blessing because what's you know what's really cool is people really care right mm -hmm. there it's uh this place right has a deep spiritual meaning to people it's really um it's really important to people and so you know and uh they want me to know that oh. and so you know so it's uh yeah so you wind up you know you wind you wind up you know it's uh, it, it it it's not unusual having conversations about um what's going on um when you're out and about town and it it comes with the territory you know i mean it's just like that's part of the um, again, it goes back to your, you know, other question about is leadership lonely? It's like it's, you know, you're making, um, it's, uh, it's a choice you make uh, in terms of um, having the, uh, uh, tr you know, really once in a lifetime opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, bringing it back to what you said about people in Wyoming and leadership and, you know, people really standing up and, and sort of working together in all corners of the state. Um, so you have an employee, Jeremy Barnum, uh, yeah. who is your chief of staff yeah. um, in the current Leadership Wyoming class. And mm -hmm. so from the outside, what do you, what benefits um, do you see of encouraging a staff member to be a part of the Leadership Wyoming program? Leadership Wyoming is an amazing opportunity for uh, 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 for people in the state. It, 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 is, an, it is an opportunity to, um, uh, uh, develop professional networks. It is a it is an opportunity to grow as um, as a as a leader and as a human being and as an active citizen in the state. Uh, it's an opportunity to um, uh, uh, get really a, a clear understanding of the um, uh, economic drivers, of the social drivers, of the um, values of the. Um, uh, political institutions of the uh, of the other uh, social institutions that help um, uh, make this place operate, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and and that's all done in a context where you um, uh, develop personal relationships uh, with people from uh, different uh, different communities and different sectors that you may not otherwise come in contact with, mm -hmm. and um, uh, and and from what I see is is that. You know, just as an individual citizen of the state, that helps you um, be uh, more knowledgeable and more, more engaged. Um, as uh, as an employee, it helps you be um, uh, 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 um, more um, uh, uh, productive as an you know as an employee. As a leader, it it helps you um, step up um, into. Uh, taking on more uh, authority and responsibility um, to, uh, uh, you know, lend a hand. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. I think we should just transcribe that onto our website. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a great description. Sure. Um, and then I got it all from Jeremy. I mean, Jeremy routinely, um, you know, provides updates and talks uh, quite uh, passionately and quite um, uh, eloquently. Uh, about uh, you know what this has mm -hmm. uh, meant to him and what he is uh, getting out of it. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. 
Um, and then a, a one just final question, um, I guess, what do you see as the future of, you know, like what are your hopes and dreams for the future of Grand Teton National Park? Especially I think like, you know, things have changed in the last few years with, with the pandemic and things got busy and maybe they've come back to normal now, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, what, what are your hopes and dreams for the park? Uh, you know, the hopes and dreams are that um, whoever is listening to this, uh, that your kids' kids are able to come back here and see what and experience what you are able to see and experience. You know, that, that really is what we're about. This, this place speaks for itself. Um, and uh, the mission of our organization, the, uh, all of the work that we are putting into this is to be able to welcome and support millions of people to be able to come here. Um, and to be able to come here, though, to be able to see uh, uh, thriving and sustainable um, elk populations and pronghorn and uh, grizzly bears and bald eagles and to be able to fish and catch a trout on the, you know, the uh, wild and scenic Snake River and um, to be able to take a, a hike and um, maybe climb a peak and, uh, and um, to do that in the context of uh, that 50 years from now, 75 years from now. Um, your kids' kids will be able to come and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And if we're able to, and if we're able to achieve that, then we're being wildly successful. We want to thank Superintendent Chip Jenkins for his time and for being a part of the Leading Wyoming podcast.